1: Hello everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Team Stripes podcast. With me as always is my co-host, Mr. Nat Swanson. What's up, dude? How are you today?
0: Man, doing well. Man, dude, that beard is coming in like crazy, man. You got the, you're, you're like off-season beard. Off-season, it's Off-season, like,
1: it's, yep, I got the gray patches. I'm getting yep. more gray up top too, which sucks. Dude,
0: but. It's, it's almost like the, uh, it's like you got a little reverse Fu Manchu thing going on at the yeah. corner of your lips too. <laughs> nice yeah
1: yeah, dude the the beard actually it was funny i was working some adult league games last night and a couple of the guys were just commenting on how great my beard looks (laughs) and i was just like yeah you know it's kind of funny because during the season i refuse to grow one any facial hair at all because you know we don't have facial hair when we're on the ice as referees right other than the occasional mustache mustache yeah um but yeah no the guys were uh a, little, a couple of them were giving me a hard time but most of the guys were like oh well, man your beard looks awesome keep it going It's like yeah well it's it's hot. I don't know why I'm growing a beard in the summertime in Florida.
0: Yeah, it but, makes no sense I've always wanted to grow like one of the, like a long like a long mustache like like wax it like the old 20s pilots do right oh, so there you go I just roll onto the ice with like like giant like a hand giant handlebar mustache
1: who's who's the dang uh, Air Force colonel? That we do mustache. Robin Olds. Uh, Robin Olds, yes. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's a story for another time. One of these days we'll do a uh, uh, a military centric. Uh, With uh, anyway. Yeah. So we have an awesome guest today. Uh, He's an ODP grad. He uh, ran the gambit, doing the North American League, USHL, went on to pro hockey and uh, Division One college hockey as well um nat you want to introduce our guest yeah man i think this
0: guy's worked more uh more national championships for usa hockey than anybody else i know i met him right so dudes from alaska just to say i I also think uh there isn't a state that he hasn't refereed a game in because he's from alaska and i met him in virginia uh so many years ago so uh but everyone yeah uh travis jackson everybody so travis what's going on man
2: uh how you guys doing thanks for having me on tonight yeah
0: absolutely (laughs) Um, dude. So, yeah. So you're from Alaska. Uh, like I said, we, I think we met Were you, you were going, were you going to Liberty? Were you doing a semester at Liberty or something like that at one point? Or were you, yeah, doing, I was, yeah.
2: I was down there to try and play baseball, uh, That's suffered right, an yeah. injury and then, uh, you know, always stuck with officiating and, uh, yeah. just got involved with the, uh, South, uh, East district. And then uh, yeah. started working the junior stuff out there in the college club. And, uh, just, stuck with officiating
0: nice so did you start where did you start in a lot like how did you get into officiating i guess that's the real question right because you're like it uh 25
2: 25 years it started a long long time ago in a galaxy far far away called alaska (laughs) on a small (laughs) pond in my backyard
0: (laughs) nice where i think Um, like you know every good alaskan kid has a pond and like come out of the womb and skates right
2: oh yeah yeah (laughs) there's a lot of ice up here Pretty cold. Um, yeah, it started about, uh, so I was 15 and a teammate of mine actually talked me out of officiating, uh, that first year. And then, um, uh, so my brother, uh, Ben was, uh, 12 years old. He was playing. And then back then in Alaska, you're allowed to referee at, uh, 12 um okay and i saw one of his paychecks <laughs> one day and this is my nice. this is my kid brother and uh i mean he he was like scoring nine goals a game and and reffing on the side and and uh i was like oh wow you're you're making a decent amount of money uh maybe my friend wasn't right about his uh you know trying to steer me away from officiating yeah no joke the season uh you know i signed up and uh uh I didn't look back for for 25 years the it's the it was the best job I ever had, and uh, I had a very supportive family. Uh, my other brother Nick, my sister Abby, and my parents Mark and Sherry. I, I didn't I didn't have a a day job or a real job from ages of eighteen uh, to twenty four. Uh, all I did was officiate. Probably uh, uh, nice. I Think I have well at the towards the end of my career, I added it up. Just just about over ten thousand games oh wow yeah Ten there's a lot thousand. of skating <laughs> tell you, it's,
1: it's not a bad side gig especially when you get started at a young age like we all know going to the rink making back then i think my first when i started working it was 25 30 bucks a game to do kids so i'm 15 making 30 bucks an hour can't make that anywhere else so obviously that's why we get into it and then yeah
2: 10, that was uh...
1: games later here you are
2: yeah that was definitely a uh one of the um Uh, perks. But the the real reason I started was, uh, I mean, I know we got a problem uh, in a lot of sports with the abuse of officials. Um, uh, But I was at a game one day and my brother was playing. And uh, I remember uh, the referees were out there and something happened. And uh, I was 15. It was right before I started. And, uh, you know, I was yelling just like everybody else and bang the glass and and then my dad, uh, popped me up my, upside my head and he, he said to me, if, uh, <laughs> you think you can do better, why don't you get out there and do it? And, uh, Perfect. challenge accepted. And then, uh, you know, started chasing the carrot through the ODP and all the way up.
0: Cool. How'd you get into the ODP? What was the, like, was that, uh, did you go to a regional camp or something? You know, what did you get? Into yeah. It?
2: So that's, that's where the, uh, action Jackson came from was uh, a regional <laughs> camp, um, so I, uh, yeah, I was, I was working a lot of hockey up here, um, and, uh, uh at age 18 and then, um, the local supervisors and schedulers, they, uh, told me about, uh, Western regional camp. And, um, uh, then I, uh, got the paperwork and applied for it. And, uh, the thing that stood out to me when I, I don't know if you, uh, remember getting the application or what, what year did you guys go?
0: I went in like oh four oh five.
2: Okay. Mine was uh, 2001, and I'll never forget the application. It, uh, reading through it, the uh, I wrote it down here just so I'd yeah. worded it correctly. If you do not know the rules or are not in shape, do not attend. Yeah. And, uh, that was a real, um, um, wow, you know, message. It was like th- th- these guys are serious. And so, uh, you know I just started uh training um running two miles hitting the gym and uh getting ready to go to camp and, and when I got there I was I was prepared uh but it was still a great uh experience that's where I got to meet uh you know Matt Leaf um uh God rest his soul uh Oliver Butch Musso yeah, uh, Butch. Dave Hansen and um those two guys were uh great role models for me uh at that uh at regional camp. Uh, I, le- I learned a lot there and uh Um, and then coming back after regional camp, uh, back to Alaska is when, um, started to Alaska had a, uh, junior program in, uh, uh, up in Fairbanks. Okay. So then, uh, have you, uh, did you ever skate Fairbanks?
0: Yeah. I got to, I got to do the, uh, the Alaska trip. Yeah. That was always fun. It's like, you get the, the the cheap, the cheapest. Plane tickets.
2: You know, <laughs> the mono special.
0: Yeah, exactly. The cheapest plane <laughs> tickets. The uh yeah, the a rental car, maybe a rental car. Um uh, if you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky. It's it's like six hours between the airport and the, you know, because you're never flying to one place. That was uh yeah, man. That was it was always fun to do the uh I got to do that once. That was really cool. Yeah,
3: well,
1: yeah, I so- uh, I missed out on that one, unfortunately. I wish I would have gotten to do it, but
2: Oh, yeah so from uh from regional camp um i gotta tell you a story here about uh, uh butchie yeah um he told he told us uh <laughs> he he scored a goal in junior hockey and did a little celly have you heard I this love, story yeah Matt? dude i love oh, this story i, I oh, hope man. i don't butcher it too bad but uh, yeah he's telling us at a regional camp and uh it was a, a good life lesson for him um you know you gotta you gotta have a little uh humility and uh score with some grace and uh uh butchie as you know uh, uh big Lakota Sioux Native American and uh I'm I'm, I'm Cherokee so we kind of connected when I was down there yeah. uh and he tells a story he scores a goal in junior and he comes around the net and pulls the bow back and sends a bow and arrow towards the Coley and uh oh boy oh, oh yeah the other team's not happy and he goes to do a line change and his coach is like nope go ahead and stay out <laughs> you there, stay stay out there. there. You and so butchie's stay. butchie's like he goes i didn't understand why they wanted me out there and then i line up across from this guy and he's got no tape on his stick and he goes <laughs> yeah. what transpired next was the biggest ass whooping i've ever had <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was, it was, thankfully i didn't score a lot of the goals after that but he goes i also didn't sell you too much after that either <laughs> but, yeah but, dude
0: uh, wow that's yeah it was uh,
2: uh that was that was he was such a good good person and i got i was fortunate enough to get to work uh a lot of college games with him because they would come up to alaska with uh, uh donnie adam and then timmy walsh um and oh yeah. man we had a good time and uh <laughs> the, the few of those guys i just mentioned we all started this uh i did a rod fantasy league for oh, the yeah. sled dog races that are up here uh, nice. i'll get into that later <laughs> um but yeah man at at regional camp it was a it was a great experience and uh to have those mentors and then uh push me into the you know ODP program from that. Um, uh it was I, I learned a lot and um it uh it was just a g- great experience to have those mentors and I'll never forget what they were saying, um, you know, be a student of the game, uh give right. back to everybody when you get back to your community and uh and don't take it for granted because uh, the two of them, uh Dave uh Hansen and Abuchi they um man they almost they almost teared up talking to us at regional camp like uh it, it goes fast um, it, 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 our all of our funny. times are limited so enjoy it, the moment and uh yeah
1: it, it's funny cuz um you mentioned that cuz now like we're kind of like we're the guys now that are that part of our career yeah Yeah, they're
0: telling telling guys yeah it's
1: like holy crap what i like um quick story a buddy of mine we had our level one seminar last year and and he comes and helps us out and like he's talking to level ones and he, he gets emotional and he was just like i'm jealous of you guys what i would not give to be 15 16 years old again and start over and get to do it all over again so definitely cherish the moment
2: yeah and uh it uh w- w- what good advice and i uh, and i like to think that i you know took their advice on especially you know um giving back and you know what w- the few of us that are fortunate enough to go through some of these camps um mm-hmm. and just uh get to work upper level hockey when you come back and i mean my whole career all 25 years i mean i i, I still always did the uh what do they call them now? U eights, U tens, helping out young yep. guys. I mean, I never, you know, I yeah, I might have gotten into the the pro ranks, but um, I never stopped uh, with uh, USA Hockey and still working um, uh the the younger ages because uh we all started somewhere, right? And uh, absolutely, yeah. we we got a you know a bunch of young kids now that are you know coming up and um uh, that that's what was uh, expressed to me at that regional camp uh, through Butchie and uh, and Dave. You know, give, uh, make sure you give back. You, you guys are fortunate to work this upper level and uh, help out the young group because we need guys coming up all the time.
3: Yep.
1: And that's something that I, I mean, I know everyone's limited with uh, their time and life stuff and everything else, but that's something that I would like to see more of us, like at this stage of our career, do continue to work. Like I go out, I'm still skating my men's league games in the summer uh, during the season. You know, we do our youth games. We do our lower level stuff to help out. Um, like on any given weekend, you can work a midget game or a pro game, like and anything right. in between.
0: <clears throat> Absolutely, dude. So what? So what got you from? Okay, so your regional camp. But you you said earlier uh, that you were deciding that you wanted to play baseball. So how does that fit in to kind of like? Okay, so you're telling me that you're you're skating the ODP. <laughs> Right. And then at some point you're also like, you're playing baseball at a, at a somewhat competitive level.
2: Well, uh, I, um, yeah, it was uh baseball was always my first uh, love. Right. I was, I was decent at it, played second base. Uh, okay, But then when I, I had a dislocated shoulder and then my, uh, <clears throat> my swing was never the same. Okay. And um, when you're not hitting bombs,
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: or uh or even hitting period they they tend not to play you so it was, it was an it was an okay. easy decision after the injury uh to kind of let baseball go and just uh thankfully uh you know um other than the shoulder and then a, a hockey puck to the uh just over the eyeball um Ooh. other than those two injuries uh you know no lower body stuff um that kept me from skating uh so yeah it I was you know played baseball all the way up to um 18 and then took uh took that uh jump into the ODP and then uh minor pro stuff and then and then so when I think you and I met uh Nat, it was uh I was trying to come back to baseball, but I, I had gotten hurt, so it was uh yeah. wasn't gonna happen. So
3: okay.
2: Um but yeah, it uh uh the officiating was always there. So uh the, the guys out at um I mean just getting to travel all over and uh, and then, you know, meeting you and a lot of other people out there on the East coast. Uh, um, uh, the, this job is all about the uh, experiences and the relationships that you make along the way. Cause I mean, look, look now we're, we're, we're here. We haven't seen each other in years and, and now you guys are doing well on this podcast and you invited me on and it's just the, the yeah. brotherhood, man. Like just well, yeah, meeting, absolutely meeting,
1: the brotherhood of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Meeting these people along the way. And like, I, I have a, um, I don't know if you guys know the name, uh, Marcus Curry or, Tom yeah. McCour, um, all
0: those guys out of DC. Yeah. yeah.
2: Howard, uh, lager he, he was a yeah. uh, supervisor. I mean, every one of those guys helped me out when I was out there either from letting me stay at their place to save money on a hotel room or, uh, um, you know, splitting hotels if we were on the road or something. Um, yeah. just the, uh, you know, th- knowing that, you know, the the job isn't easy and 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 traveling all over and, and the money we gotta spend and the time away from friends and family. It uh it's always nice to um uh get helped out like that along the way and uh very appreciative of those people and my time out on the out on the east.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how long, cause you were, I mean, you know, you talk about like you were, you were everywhere. I think you and I were <laughs> together in the Southeast and then, you know, talk about other folks in the Southeast that, that I remember working. In fact, I think you and I and Jimmy Blankenship worked the yeah. championship game, the Southeast district, you know, AAA championship game that year. Yep. Uh, yeah. Another guy. Um,
2: yeah, um, I miss that kid, man. It was yeah, funny. Dude,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah. Great. One of the yeah. you know, great one guy. of the, one of the greatest. Like that guy. Honestly, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I am. Yeah. yeah. Like one hundred percent without a shadow of a doubt, like myself and a couple of the other guys down here in Florida. Um, if it wasn't for Jimmy, none of us would be where we're at. So yeah. like just absolutely one of the greatest.
2: Yeah, yeah, just just a great guy. And I Nat, I remember that game and that that whole yeah. actually weekend. It was uh yeah. Uh, I was, it was fun. And, and man, Jimmy can make you laugh. And, uh, and, yeah. and, and he had fun out there and man, that was, that was a good, uh, that was a good weekend for sure. and
0: Yeah. He was, it's dude. Really and cool. it's always, he could skate really I mean, for, a, and he was not a big guy, but he could skate really well. He could, yeah, this is not a, this is not a Jimmy, Jimmy Blankenship tribute episode, but this is, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, maybe yeah.
1: one day we'll get around to one of those.
0: Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's always cool. Right. And then, and then, uh, you know, to see guys that you've worked with a lot um, succeed and continue on is always uh, really cool as well. Um, you know, and having a part in their development and their, um, you know, just their careers, right? Uh, I always thought that was, that's another kind of part of talking about the brotherhood. It's like, hey, and you, how can you not? Like you said, hey, man, we're sharing hotel rooms on road trips. You know pooling our money for gas going okay yeah. this, who's got the most fuel efficient car all right we're taking yeah. that car <laughs> you know like. well and, i mean
2: yeah <laughs> yeah no you're right <laughs> and, and, you know, back you, in the day there i mean I, I think the kids got it easy now with all the gps and the smartphones and oh, man.
3: luckily yeah. back
2: then we didn't have social media and uh I remember, you know, the, uh, uh, the road Atlas book and the, uh, yep. map quest printouts that you had to have. So you didn't get lost. And, yep. Exactly. And just, yeah. The, the logistics, I mean, and, and that's another thing they showed us at or taught us at regional camp. I mean, you guys got to reach out and you guys got to get it right and figure it out and work together. And and like you said, you know, carpool, who's got the, who can, who can make this journey on this, this trip, who's, who's going to pitch in for the hotel. And yep. man, I mean, there's been a couple of nights where, you know, the floors, the the, the only spot left or or the bathtub yeah. you know and uh, yeah yeah uh, dude, you, you just had to make it work to live the dream you know
0: yeah I mean that's I can remember you know you used to have to call on Monday to confirm the hotels for the weekend no matter yeah. what you were working and I can remember working back when Penn State was in the ACHA D one.
2: And oh, there was, yeah. you
0: know, and there was uh, there was a football game on the same night. Of course, we were all excited. It's like, yeah, there's a football game. We're getting out of there. We're going to go like we're not we don't have tickets to the game, but we're going to go tailgate. And then it's like, oh, crap, guys, we uh, we didn't confirm the hotel room. So, of course, there's no hotel rooms anywhere near State College, Pennsylvania. And it's like, well, what do we do now? You call the supervisors and like, well, I guess the three of you better figure it out. They're like, OK,
2: yep. you yep. know, figure it uh, out.
0: <laughs> and, you know and don't be late the next morning like okay wow um God,
2: i got a story about penn state i was uh you guys nat did you ever work with uh uh anthony Opinowski?
0: I uh, yeah do you, opie and i lived together in in chicago
2: oh perfect man me yeah. and that kid we crossed paths i think out of all the officials i met on the on the east coast you know like uh uh who else is there out there? It was tommy george uh yep. gino the Bindas. like um i think open and i for whatever reason just we cross paths so many times and uh and y- do you ever work with uh donny jablonski
0: yep jabber yeah. jabber and i yeah. went to so, regional and national camp together okay yeah.
2: the the three of us are uh, at man. uh um <laughs> no i'm sorry the four of us uh, what about paul Fath?
3: Yep, yep. Oh, man. Okay. Man. So
2: so we're at Penn State one night, and uh uh I don't know which one I, I I'm assuming it's it's gonna it was probably Anthony. Uh so I have the night off. So I I, I refereed Friday night, this is Saturday night's game, and uh um they you know they announced the officials and then uh, Penn State had the newspapers, right? And yep. every time they announced the visiting, who cares? And they throw yep. the papers back up. Same with the officials, who cares? Yep. Well the announcer goes tonight's officials. Referee is Anthony Openowski. Linesman is Donnie Jablonski. Linesman is Paul Fath ski. Yeah. Standby official tonight is Travis Jackson Ski. And I'm like, oh my God. Uh,
3: <laughs> what a
2: what a um, move there. I'm pretty sure it could have been Jabber, but I think it was Anthony.
3: Yeah. that's um, But awesome. you gotta
2: have fun on the road, man. Like he we're already getting yelled at and abused uh, quite a bit so to make it a a little fun every once in a while is pretty good
0: yeah man um, it, anywhere dude so what what games stand out to you right so as someone who's worked i mean you've worked 10,000 games i can tell you the one there's one picture that i you know you became tiktok famous for okay. you know but <laughs> uh uh huh. but what what game stands out to you right in 10,000 games what are some of those like highlights you know
2: Man, I wrote a few of these down just to kind of, uh, just kind of paint like a story of travel. Like
3: yeah.
2: uh, I said, we we're going to time travel because I was going to bounce back and forth between Alaska, the states, what year it is, and um, no, man, that that it's funny that TikTok video. Uh, I don't have TikTok. I, uh, um, I was at work, and uh, so the game happened over uh, Thanksgiving. It was a, a U twelve uh, championship game.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: and so it was over uh thanksgiving weekend and game happens it was an interesting play i've been doing this for uh you know at the time 20 something years and i've never had a shootout or a penalty shot situation where the puck hit the post went straight up came down and actually twirled on the line yeah i've oh, nev- never uh, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. i'm right. like, sitting here i'm like what video are they talking about yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So my, I'm at work. You, and I, is that
1: that's when you and the goalie are standing? Yeah. There, right? Just yeah.
0: Staring at yeah. the puck. Yeah. And why the goalie didn't slot the puck away? Well, like, which which would have made it which wouldn't have made it as cool. Well, a, so that's
2: a yeah. that's a great question you asked. And yeah. it, it's and I've been asked that question multiple times. By yeah. I had to actually talked to the coaches after the game. So if you if you listen to the video, uh you can hear parents yelling in the background. You know, to hit it or cover it or get it out of there. And uh yeah, so uh I it kind of caught me off guard because you know, you they they say you you learn something every day or you see something new every day. And that was the first time I'd seen that. So I gotta get close. So yeah, make sure it's not a goal because it, it would have been the uh the first goal. That was the last shooter of the visiting team. Oh wow. Uh, so it would have been the first goal of the shootout. And uh so anyway, it, it's twirling on the ground and I I get close and then the goalie just kind of squats down there and watches it. And then at the end of the video, I, I, you know, the puck stops spinning. I know it's not going to go in. So I, I give the washout. And then if you watch the video, the, the goalie actually gives a little washout signal. Yep. And then, uh, and then what the video doesn't show is that the, uh, his partner goes and shoots and they win the game. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah. And then, but at my, I'm at work and my phone is just, it's going nuts and I can't answer it. I was busy at the moment. And, uh, Nat man I I I don't think I've ever had like 50 missed text 25 <laughs> missed phone calls like emails like Facebook Instagram like and I'm like I'm I'm thinking something bad happened right like like yeah. why would I get this many and then obviously I see the video and I'm like oh boy and uh, <laughs> I was getting friends that are from all over right you know Canada yeah. all over the states yeah. they're like is that you is that you in the video even Motown said something nice about it, it yeah. sending me a message and uh um yeah i did not expect i didn't even think anything of it. you know i did my job and then five days later uh yeah. you never know what's going to go viral on the internet and uh, right i got I think- another good good buddy up here that works the north american league uh uh tyler hyatt he got uh famous <laughs> in a video for uh body slamming somebody in a in a in a line brawl and i uh, we we joked about it. that's that's one way to get famous and one way <laughs> yeah. not to get famous So yeah but yeah last last i checked it had like i don't 3.5 million views and it was, yeah. it was shown in canada tsn yeah. and then somewhere in russia some program over in russia picked it up and was airing it so it was cool i mean i didn't get anything out of it other than a lot of text messages <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, didn't, you couldn't license it for a couple of cents of view. and <laughs> oh, i wish well <laughs> oh, that's cool yeah,
1: turn it it into an nft
0: yeah
1: <laughs> oh, oh I, I should look into that
2: help me out <laughs> yeah
0: Cool. So what, yes. But, so what are the games, what are some of the big games that you remember? You know, some of the, just some of the, man. for any reason, right. Just, just uh, the yeah, guys so you gotta, worked with. Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I'm going to save one for a little bit. We're going to talk about uh, Ryan Birmingham. Uh, so yeah, obviously working the finals in uh, the ECHL 2011 and 2014, those are huge games, man. I mean, that's, that was, uh, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, uh working uh during the lockout year when a lot of the NHL guys came down and started playing in the ECHL in the American League. Um, uh, man, the ECHL was so fast that year and it was oh, sure. uh I mean Alaska had five local guys on the team and uh, uh, one game they had um, they were playing the uh, Utah Grizzlies. Okay. and uh uh man i think there was 10 nhlers out there and it was i just remember i was like oh this is a little quicker than the and then uh, uh some 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 of the national uh championship games that have gotten to work a uh, few of them have been with shattuck st mary um yeah uh yeah uh one game in particular uh uh i'm working a uh it's a pacific district um uh semi-final game and i'm yeah. with two pretty uh experienced linesmen. one guy does this did the same pro level and he worked the western league a bit and the other uh linesman was a former uh, uh play he played a national tournament as a goaltender uh okay we, we had a good group of officials up here in alaska like you know per capita and uh it's it's two california teams and uh you want to talk about uh you know trust in your partners um we have a goal situation and uh i don't see it down low right i right. um uh, uh, uh i actually i actually gave a washout because I, I i it looked like crossbar to me all day long play goes up and down the ice uh and as luck would have it the other team goes down and scores a pretty obvious goal oh man so I, I'm going to report yeah and it's it's it you know it's a pretty big game winner goes to the championship and uh I go to report the goal and both my linesmen come over and they go what do you got and I'm like oh we got a goal down here and they're like no what do you got at the other end and I was like Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What oh you
0: no. Got? <laughs> oh no that's when you're going uh I yeah well I mean
2: and and a lot of you know as a referee, you got to be confident in what you see. And and then also you got to trust your partners too. If, um, if they're telling you something and, uh, I learned a learned a valuable lesson in that game and, uh, of, of trust. And, uh, when both of my partners told me, uh, they both had the exact same time and they both had the exact same thing. And we had to, I had to make a tough decision and, uh, I went with what they went with. And, um, um, it wasn't until, probably an hour after the game i found out that they had it right so uh we ended up getting the call right because uh we all talked and communicated and um uh the hockey gods were on our sides cuz the uh the team that had the goal um uh taken away from them ended up winning the game but uh yeah it, wor- it worked out but that's uh, a yeah, that was a, that was a tough pill to swallow i mean as a referee you want, you always want to get it right and uh but that's why there's three or four of us out there. Right. If you don't, if you don't have video.
0: Yeah, man, I can't, I can't believe, you know, that's gotta, I mean, that's also, you talk about like, well, you gotta be comfortable with see, but you also, you know, you trust your partners, right. So when they're like, Hey, I saw this. It's not like, did you really, you know, it's, it's, Oh man. Well, uh, especially, you know, especially when it's like, they're not questioning it. They're just, Hey man, this is what we saw, which.
1: Yep. Wow. Well, and especially when you have two guys come to you and they say, uh, the puck went in the net at, you know 10 yeah, 12
2: they, yeah, yeah they both they both had the time and uh i mean it, it, and obviously the game too i mean it's all about angles and uh um yeah my angle had i had it as a crossbar and then they they had it as back bar and it, it um because the, the the reason uh i mean they they had it as back bar but like the play never stopped right all, none of the kids yeah. acted like it was a goal so you know i hey got the call right and obviously yeah. uh i mean we got the call right but i i didn't i didn't have it right up front so <laughs> yeah um,
1: well but- if they kept playing that makes it even harder because you know generally i often go by the rule of if more than three players put their <laughs> stick in the air i point at the net <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah so i mean it was a it was you know for and then for me having done you know quite a bit of it it, it didn't it didn't stand out to me like it uh like it was a a goal so that's you know that's obviously why the situation played out how it did but um yeah that stands out um uh but yeah and ten thousand plus games it's it's uh man there's there's a lot of memories I, I tried writing down a few just to kind of uh uh keep it uh, short i know our time is sweet here but <laughs> yeah. uh so i i was working a game at penn state again uh yep. and this is the first time i met uh, uh do you ever meet or work with ryan birmingham
0: yeah. I, I briefly, uh, yeah, met, uh, and worked game. I, I worked one game with him and I briefly met him before that. And after he yeah, big berm, he, um, yeah, that's a, that was a tragic loss.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, I was, I, I was fortunate enough to meet him, work with him. And then, uh, uh, in 2014, I, I was awarded the Birmingham award from the ECHL and, uh, yep. re- really humbled by that, um, Shocked, I didn't, I had I had no idea it was gonna happen, but um yeah, so I i, I get the mono special out of Alaska and uh, it's a flight to Chicago and the Chicago to Detroit and um uh almost missed the connection Chicago to Detroit. I get picked up by Mono and uh oh yeah Dan Monticelli, he he's a legend, and yeah. uh and uh now I am I'm new still. I'm, I'm, I'm coming down working, uh, in the, uh, I believe it was the Minnesota junior league and then, uh, the ACHA out, out of, uh, Penn state. And I'm, I'm working with Birmingham, but we get, we get over to Mono's house and, uh, you know, I, and again, helping the guys out to get a free place to stay. So, i don't know who was there the weekend before and that's that's probably what will protect the innocent my, names. My, i
1: was just gonna say if, if it has something to do with mono's house we have to change the names
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't even know the name so but i walk, <laughs> I walk into this house and you want to talk about playing a prank on somebody i i i start looking at the pictures on the wall and the and like around the the house and it's all of the same person and i'm like and at first, I don't know who it is. It kind of looks like Mono, and and you all know who everyone says he looks like, right?
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ron <laughs> Jeremy in the flesh. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: I guess what the kids did, whoever came in before me, they, they went to the Kinko's or whatever and they printed out, I don't know, 50 photos of this and they just plastered them all over the wall. They opened them up, open up the, uh, picture frames and put them everywhere in the house <laughs> and he know, just left man. them up he thought it was hilarious. Oh man. And I'm like what am I getting myself into? So <laughs> well, the, the next the next day uh <laughs> Birmingham picks me up and we go out to Penn State. Um the games were uh at Penn State were fine. We wake up and now we got to get to Toledo, Ohio, right? Cuz right. they made us drive a lot back then. Yeah. And yeah, uh, a lot a lot like, a yeah. lot. Yeah. And uh we're heading we're heading <laughs> to Toledo. And I guess back then, uh, uh, did you ever drive through uh, Ohio?
0: Oh yeah, plenty of yeah. times. Yep.
2: Yeah. So I guess, uh, and I'm from Alaska, right? I mean, we don't have crazy traffic, and uh, and some uh, like. Yeah. We we only got to worry about passing the sled dogs, right? Like.
0: Right. Yeah. Maybe a snowmobile <laughs> well, here and there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but I guess the 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 rule was back, or the rumor was back there. If you sped on the turnpike, like even one over, you're getting hammered. You're getting a ticket, right? Oh yeah. So we're coming out of uh, Pennsylvania and an 18 wheeler had uh, overturned. So we're delayed in traffic and like, you know how it is, man. Like they didn't want us to be late to games. Like, I mean, you can't miss a game. Like, nope. you better get to the arena is, is is what it was back. We were talking about figuring it out. Right. Yeah. So there's no uh, police on the scene yet. So we're like, Oh, this kind of just happened. So, you know, everyone starts forming a line. (laughs) Big berms like, well, looks like everybody's okay. We go around the line of cars and like nobody can drive because the 18 wheelers kind of in the way. And he had a little, um, uh, I think it was a Ford uh, Ranger truck or something kind of goes down into the embankment a little bit on the, on the good side comes back up and around and, and we take out, but we were there probably all oh, half hour before we kind of figured out we, we should be moving. Yeah. We're in Ohio and he's like, he's sweating. He's like, Oh, we're going to be late. We're going to be late. <laughs> And oh, so man. we call uh, – he calls the the linesman that's waiting at the game. Uh, do you ever work with Bob Pagani?
0: Yep, Bob. Bob's man, out Bob's, of Chicago. What a yeah, good Bob's guy. Are,
2: oh, what a good dude. I, I'll, I'll tell you about him here in a second. He, uh, So he calls me. He's like, man, you're going to have to go on the ice for warm-ups and possibly the first period of this junior B game, the Toledo Cherokee. <laughs> and, and now I'm like, well, why don't you speed up because we can't. We'll get a ticket. So we come screaming into Toledo and we come running in track suits There there's two two uh, laps left on the zam after warm-ups oh wow the first time i meet bob and we i think it was the fastest i ever put on my gear and we go out there great game It ends up going into overtime and and, and uh, i think toledo won that game but man what a what a rush to get there and uh and uh uh backing up before we left um pennsylvania my, I had a suit and my, my belt, uh, I had just, I brought one belt. It was one of those reversals, right? The, uh, yep. the brown side, black side. Well, it broke. And, <laughs> oh my and
3: goodness. I was like,
2: man, I don't have a, I don't, have, I didn't need it for that game, but uh yeah. <laughs> the, ne- the next, the next day I did need it. Well, Birmingham, uh, big berm, let me borrow one of his belts. And then, um, it worked out. And when I got back to Alaska, I, I, uh, you know, mailed it back to him, but, um, man, what a good dude. He was, uh, man, such a good guy. Obviously they named the award after him for a reason for always being there and helping guys out and giving back. And, you know, that's what I tried to try to do whenever the guys uh, were coming up for junior or, or college or pro up to Alaska yeah. is I, you know, try to show hospitality just like he did me. And, um, you know, I'm just this kid from Alaska and br- I break my, my belt and he helps me out. And yeah. so then, then years later I come back to Chicago, uh, I was going to a wedding in Michigan and this is how good a dude Bob is uh it lets me borrow his car oh wow to yeah. save money uh yeah. and then i he let me stay at his place uh before and after uh the the michigan wedding trip but um um yeah he, he knows uh what's a uh, craig welker and martin yep. frano the guys that own that reek uh yeah hockey yep. Gear? Yep. yeah oh, we're gonna man. have what,
0: them on oh uh, yeah i was gonna uh, say yeah, you guys should,
2: man. What, a, yep. what a great product i, I wear their pants uh, or, or at least i yep, did same
0: you, yep same years. yeah um, yeah same yeah craig Uh, craig's a good dude craig's a good
2: dude yeah all those guys are are good dudes um so i'm in uh another one i'm in montana and uh (laughs) i'm working with uh do you ever work with jeremy del campo and curtis pemberthy
3: no they were kind of on the west coast i don't i don't
2: know how much they crossed out to the central or east but uh we're coming back from uh, a game in uh bozeman where uh uh, it was John LaFontaine was the coach, Pat, Pat LaFontaine's brother. Yeah. And, uh, North American league it's Montana kind of reminds me a little bit of Alaska. You know they get, they get occasional snow dumping and right. both these guys are from Washington state and, uh, it's late. It we're coming back after the game. It's like a, uh, 140 miles, two hours. And I I'm in the back trying to sleep. And, uh, I wake up to some, like an 18 wheeler air horn honking at us. <laughs> And and I'm looking around and we're going like 10 miles an hour. And I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, and it was snowing. It, yeah. Okay. It might have been white out conditions, but <laughs> yeah. it, it, it might not. And uh right. I just I just remember, I think it was Pemberthy was his white knuckle grabbing the steering wheel and he he pulls into this off. He goes, he goes, I can't do this. This is too much snow. He goes, You're from Alaska, you drive. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And he goes, just please don't wreck my car. So oh my God. I, I get behind oh, the wheel and I I I I end up getting us back there pretty quick, but, uh, yeah, I mean more, more when you ask me about like games that stood out, like there's a few that stood out, but a lot of it's the, you know, the, the stuff kind of off the ice with the guys that travel and then, uh,
1: Well, the um, planes, trains and automobiles. Oh, oh man. Automobiles the... Aspect of yeah. the job. I mean, yeah. That's... I, <laughs> that's what they don't tell you. They're like, Oh yeah, you get to go referee at all these awesome places. Oh, and, uh, you're
2: your own travel agent yeah figure it out exactly figure it out so i i'm uh i I gotta go to you ever work in canada
1: uh
0: no i did not
2: so uh back in the back in the day in the montana era they had the fernie ghostwriters up in uh, bc and man i'll never forget this i I land in uh in montana i get picked up i I'm, i'm drawing a blank on this kid's name um he was canadian and he was under 21 i think he was I think it was 19. I had no idea in Canada, they have this rule where if you're a newer driver, you have to have a decal on the back of your car. Right. Oh, wow. I've, I, I had no idea this was a thing. So, I so we leave, that. we leave from, uh, uh, Montana, uh, from the apartment there in Billings and it's, it's eight hours, like 500 miles. Right. We're driving through Montana. And I, I, I thought the speed limit was like 70 plus if like, you know, nobody's <laughs> around. man we're cruising down the road and this cop on the other side like literally like the movies lights on we pat egypt goes down into the ditch comes back up and is like fishtailing cruises all the way up pulls us over and uh ends up giving uh the kid a ticket and it was like a 150 dollars. so back then we didn't get paid a whole lot so his game fee is gone for night one right right and so then we continue on uh we, we and we cross the border, and uh, and me, oops, I uh, I forgot my passport. <laughs> Thank god, this was a long time ago. And uh, I mean, you so used to be able
0: to get across with just a driver's license, you well, know. If you,
2: ha- if you have a, an Alaska driver's license, you're good to go. And uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so I, I, I didn't hold up the party because that would have been a disaster. Yeah, figure it out. How are you gonna get to the game?
0: <laughs> yeah, like uh... so
2: we cross the border and we're driving and and we, we, we pull into Fernie. It's a little ski town is what it is. And um, man, I'll never forget this in my life. We're coming around the bend and they had a, it was like, it went from, they, they do kilometers up there. So I went from like 20, 20 or 25 kilometer down to like 15 or 10 or something. And he was still going the higher speed limit. And this literally this mounty red, uniform hat and everything steps into the middle of the road and like puts his hand out to stop his car and i'm like oh crap he walks up to the car and goes pull over here so he pulls over and here comes a a different mountie well they clocked him at whatever the speed limit was so he comes back and he goes where's your decal and this is when i figured all this stuff out i had no idea and he goes he goes oh you know i'm living in the states working hockey it's in my trunk and he's like well, it needs to be displayed on your, uh, your back uh, on your car. And he's like, I'm sorry, can I put it on? He goes, I'll be right back. Comes back, gives the kid a warning for speeding. And then hammers with, with like a hundred and some dollar fine for not having. Oh. A decal on. So he did not get paid that entire weekend. I felt oh,
3: so bad man. for that
2: kid. Like we, we, uh, we helped him out obviously with, you know, buying dinner and then, uh, you know, soda pops afterwards. But, um, yeah, he was not happy that that weekend. Dude. Um you, you ever make it to Texas? That's
1: absolutely terrible.
2: Yeah, it was bad. Dude.
0: Uh so I yeah, so I did in the old rodeo barn. So in Texarkana. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. So that was my one like, yeah, the big the old uh were no joke they had to give you the skate guards because it was yes. like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I'm, if they didn't like you that night, you might not get your skate guards back after you're getting off the oh, ice.
2: Oh yeah. Dude. I, yeah, I I did that. Uh, arena a couple times and it was yeah the first time I experienced it I was like what what are these for and they're like yeah. it's so you don't step on, on the rocks and gravel on your way to the rink yeah what an experience uh, yeah I, I was in a uh, uh, Wichita Falls Texas up okay. at K Yeager Coliseum okay and this is a couple of years back and I I'm a uh, man it was a such a good game I'm we literally ended two periods and it's it's like seventy five minutes of like just time of day elapsed. We were cruising like five. Oh yeah. It was a marathon sprint. Five minute plus uh, no whistles. I was begging my partner, shut it down. Like I need a breather. Call an icing. Yeah. Something offside, whatever. (laughs) And uh, so we're in the locker room. We come out to start the third period. And then as soon as everyone steps on the ice, boom, all the lights, all the lights on the one side of the arena go out. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So ended up being like a 45 minute delay and well, and, there goes uh, your
0: sub two hour game. Oh,
2: sub two hour shot. I think we finished in like two 30 or two forty, but it oh, was, man, man, it was a, it was a disaster. Um, another game. It was my first, uh, so it was my first game in the Southern pro. Did you, you work that league? Oh yeah. All three of oh. us did. Oh, oh man. Oh, great... So I'm in, uh, I'm in Wichita falls and this was kind of a disaster. Uh, I get a last minute uh email like I think that morning, um hey, you got your first uh Southern Pro g- game in Knoxville
3: oh yeah well if you, if
2: you if you look yeah. at no, oh, the next day so i'm I'm working friday night in, in k8 <laughs> Wichita Falls so I, I drove the whole night it was like fourteen you, hours,
0: yeah, because there's no like, so that's a problem with especially back then is yeah. supervisors didn't own a map, right? It's like, dude, that, there's no, like, they're like, it's, you know, it's just, hey, yeah, you can go, you can go from, from uh, Knoxville to Wichita Falls. You can go from, you know, uh, uh, Huntsville or like Fayetteville to yep. Pensacola. Like, dude, oh, yeah. there's no way. Like, that's,
2: yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it, I mean, if they want you to get uh, sleep, there's no way. If they just want well, you to be there, then right. I mean, you could do it. But yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, back in the day, you, you figured it out, right? You didn't turn back games because, you know, everyone's trying to... We weren't allowed to turn back
0: games. Yeah, right? oh, that's true too, yeah.
2: Right, you were you were doing what you were told and living the dream and, and just making it work. So I drive the entire night. I got like a two and a half hour nap and uh, that was the best pregame nap I ever had in my life. <laughs> um, go do the game and it's... Uh, I think they're playing uh, – actually, think, I think they're playing Fayetteville maybe. Yeah. But um, guy takes a slapper, boom, breaks the glass behind the goalie, like, I don't know, five minutes into the game. This kid for Knoxville escaped up to me. He's like, are you ready for a shit show? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, man, we're in the oh, south. Man. He goes, they're not going to fix this glass for like an hour. I am like, are you serious? Yeah. Sure enough, man. It, the, the off-ice crew went off. They grabbed a piece of plexiglass. They come back. It's too big. They go back, cut it. It's too small. Yeah. They get it. They get another piece uh, of plexiglass. And then, and then he, he skates by me on the second one. He's like, I told you, I'm like, Oh, great. Uh, he wasn't joking, man. It was about a yeah. half hour delay. They did. I think it was on the fourth time. I think they cut it right. They come in, they put the glass in and he skates by me again and face offs uh, uh, down low. And he goes, Hey man, uh, me and number seven are going to fight. And I'm like, why? Okay. Well, like, like, What happened? He goes, Yeah, oh, we, we, we don't want the fans to leave. Yeah, I gotta like, sell some beer. okay. Yeah. And uh, yep. I drop the puck and then away they go. Oh my god, uh, yeah, I'm That's in the uh, damn
1: truth in that league, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. I'm in uh,
2: yeah. uh whereas I was in Huntsville uh, another night, and yep. um, uh, so I just worked uh, my first ECHL game in Beaumont, uh, okay, with uh, Nigel funny thing about that one. My first game was two periods. I get a phone call that same day and they're like, Hey, we had a Lionsman sick. Can you make it down? I lived in Dallas. It's like a six hour drive. I come flying into the arena at, uh, you know, first periods over all the players are like, uh, Hey, the game started at seven. Thanks, thanks for showing up and some other things I won't say on here, but um <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, that, that was that was my first coast game was uh two periods. So then I'm in Huntsville and uh the so the, the two different rules between the leagues and, and uh ECHL you had to wear a visor. Yeah. SP you didn't have to. So I'm 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 by the bench and the the goalie for Huntsville, uh, the backup goalie, he's just wearing a ball cap. He's like, What are you wearing that thing for? And I'm like, Oh, you know, I worked another league last night and uh you know they require us to wear. He goes, yeah, I know. I could see your sticker. I'm like, oh crap, I forgot <laughs> yeah. to tape the sticker. So he's, uh, he's, I mean, communicating with the players was fun, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, you, you got to do it to, you know, get through the game.
0: I he's love do you mean, yeah. giving you shit about. Oh heavy. yeah, yeah he, Bobby, he, like just Bobby Big Wheel and the oh, you he know totally, the SP he guys. Totally caught
2: me. <laughs> totally caught me. So he goes, uh, uh a few a few moments later puck deflection right into the bench and he almost takes it in the mouth i skate by him to grab the puck i was like you want to borrow my visor now and he starts (laughs) laughing he took his he took his hat off and put his helmet on oh wow yeah and then later that game we have one of the one a gnarly line bro and uh one of the players and they were brothers Do you remember the brothers that played for uh uh huntsville or knoxville one was like the older brother was a little bit shorter, but the younger brother was like six six. Yeah, so that was he, before my time. Yeah, he jumps the bench, and and we we got a line brawl going, and uh the big guy, the big brother, jumps the bench because his his older uh, littler brother is is getting punched, He's getting worked over. Yeah, and and then I see him, and I'm like, oh crap, I got to prevent this from being you know two on one. I grab him, and man. Did that guy give me the turtle? I don't think I don't think he had tie downs on or nothing. He just pushed me and ducked, and his entire gear came off: elbow oh. pads, shoulder pads, jersey, helmet. I was like, "What oh, am I holding great. on here to?" <laughs>
0: just gave you the ghost. Just oh, like just dude, completely like just disappeared. What the hell, man? happened? Wow.
2: So he goes and gets his, you know, two cents in. I finally get him. We're going off the ice, and uh, my partner took his uh, brother off. I take him off. And then as soon as I push him off, like, to get off the ice and I turn around, I hear this uproar in the crowd. And there was a fan down there. And they were giving it to the younger brother. And as the the taller brother walked by, he grabbed the fan. It's oh. on YouTube, man. You like I'd Go check, check it out man. if you want a good laugh. But me, my partner, a police officer that was there, two security guards, the two players and the fan are all in this, like, giant huddle trying to break it up. It was, oh, man. That Who league we- was...
1: You broke rule number one. You got off the yeah. ice. Yeah, oh, yeah, mistake.
2: <laughs> don't
1: leave rule until the period ends, right? <laughs> don't get off the ice. Oh, oh man, I gotta tell you this. it's that like, it's like, yep, not my problem.
2: <laughs> yep, yeah, I, I should, I should have, but uh, you know, in the moment, you're like, oh crap. Well, in the moment, <laughs> right? Especially
1: you know, working that level, like crap. If I don't get off the ice, I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get fired.
1: <laughs> yep. So, um. Oh, that was Oh, there's something to mention. How about like, when we were going up and coming through, working with that fear every night that you were going to get fired after the game? Yeah. yeah.
2: What a motivator, huh?
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, you, you were expected to get it right every night. And um, uh, yeah, I, I think, I mean, in a try to take a positive out of that, I think it forced us to, you know, I guess do the best you can do. Um, Oh, absolutely. With, with that, you know, potential fear of like, uh, man, if I really screw up out here, it, it could be, I can't, I won't, I won't be doing this anymore. And yep,
1: this could be my last game.
2: Yeah. And I think that, I mean, not the fear aspect, but I think the motivation aspect was, uh,
1: yep. was good. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. The, I, I mean, nowadays with technology, you know, everyone gets a video review mm-hmm. and, um, I don't know. It's all on the internet. Now, back back yeah. when we were doing it, did you ever get a, a VHS tape copy um, after a, a you, game? Man, you know, some, we got,
0: we got, sometimes we got, got to...
2: the
1: lowest resolution DVDs on the planet.
0: <laughs> yeah, VHS or the DVD. And that's if you were lucky, if you wanted to stick around long enough, right? To wait so for yeah, them to, 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 yeah. to burn it, which if their burner was working, I can remember one night it was like, yeah, same thing. We're probably, I think I was in, Dude, we had like a bench clearer in Mississippi uh like the old Mississippi surge I can't remember, I think oh, they were I'm playing see. yeah they were playing um Man, they were the playing uh, Pensacola uh, and so you know there's two cities right next to each other big uh, big big whatever and so we're like we had we ended up waiting like two hours because like do we have to have the video like uh well our burner's broken it's not. <laughs> It's not going to go very fast. It, it was burning at like one X speed. Oh, and I think no. they did it on purpose. Cause you know, yeah. I mean, he, they're going to get fined, right? I mean, they, their team started it. It was, oh man.
2: Yeah. They know that fines coming. They're going to, they're going to yep. slow roll that video. Yeah. So, so, so back in the day we got those VHS tapes, right? Yep. And yeah. I mean, now everything is like high, high def and you get sound. Well, back then we got the VHS tapes and you weren't sure if there's going to be audio at all on it. Right. And uh, so I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a USHL series and I'm in uh Sioux falls, uh, stampede. You, you ever work over there? Yep. So you know, you remember that it was like a fishbowl, right? Yep. And, and the goal lights were like on the top of the glass and the glass was higher than normal. I, I remember that. And, uh, so I'm working this game, they're playing Lincoln and uh, who Lincoln was the defending champions, uh, the year before. And it's a one-to-one and, Puck gets fired in and it's looking like it's going to ring around the glass, right? And so the goalie leaves the net, goes behind the net, it hits a stanchion and comes screaming to the net. And there's no chance the goalie's going to do anything, right? Right. Well, I just crossed the blue line. I'm probably at the bottom of the circle when this thing hits the post, right? And I watch it, it hits the post and, you know, 100% no goal. I give a washout and I look to my right to, I was trying to find the light, right, to see if maybe it came on or whatever. And I see something. And uh, I, I'll i tell you what I saw after towards the end of this thing. I don't see anything like light wise, right? We go up and down the ice, and uh, finally there's a stoppage of play in the same end. And uh, the coach is losing his mind and he wants a conversation. And I, so I skate over and my partner, you, you ever work with Chris Allman?
0: Oh, yeah. I love Chris. Oh, dude, Chris is such a great guy.
2: Great dude. And, uh, so I, I believe, uh, uh, I don't want to get it wrong here. I, I believe the coach was, uh, Mike Hastings. Uh, and he's not happy with me. And, um, and I'm like, look, man, hundred percent. It hit the post. The light never came on. And then Chris goes, Jack's the light came on. And I was like, okay, he goes, you go talk to that goal judge. And I was like, all right, you know what? Just to, just to hear him out and, you know, follow procedure. Right. I'll go talk to this goal judge. So I step into the box and I put on these giant earmuffs and, uh, (laughs) and I I go, uh, this is for the uh, goal judge in the uh, Sioux Falls end. Did the puck completely cross the goal line? Yes or no. And it's a girl's voice. And I hear, uh, yes, it did. And I was like, okay, thank you. I take the, I take the headphones off. I give them back to the scorekeeper. I step out on the ice and I give a washout signal. No goal. Okay face off down low the game goes the game goes on and uh, i i think uh i think sioux falls won two to one and that puck that didn't go in would have been a lincoln goal for two to one so sioux falls wins a game lincoln's not happy with me uh game's over i get the videotape and we drive all the way back to omaha for the apartment and uh we get back to the apartment and i I put the tape in i'm like i just want to i just want to listen to it right i just want or watch it and just for my own peace of mind. Right. Well, I hit play, hit rewind, hit play, rewind. Like I'm doing, you know, on a VCR, right. Back and forth, yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Re- really slow. And, um, and every single time it hits the post, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm confident they, they can send the video in, whatever I'm, I'm good to go. Well, then the last time I hit play and I was like, I'll just, I'll just watch the whole thing. Well, it starts, I, I don't hear any sound, but then as soon as I step into the penalty box to do the review, Sound comes on and I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, oh, and it's patched into the announcers at the game. Well, the announcers can hear me and the both goal judges, right? They're, they're all patched into the same. (laughs) So you have these two announcers and the announcer goes, well, looks like it's going to be a goal. The goal judge just said, and then you see me come out on the video and give a watch out. (laughs) The other announcer starts losing his mind. Why do you wave it? She said it was a goal. He needs to count as, And the other announcer was like, I, "I, I don't know what Jackson's doing, but face off down low and the who falls in. And here we go. It was, oh, oh my God, it was man. nuts. I was, uh, but you know what I saw. Uh, so this goes back to trusting your call, right? And then, uh, you know, listen to your partners and, and uh, I saw the goal judge, and I'm sure, uh, this probably happened in a, some other arenas across the country, when the when the play happened. And when I was looking for the light, I literally watched the goal judge biting into a cheeseburger.
0: <laughs> well, see, there you go, right? It's and, like, yeah. And
2: yeah, so so when when I when I saw who it was talking and then and then the comment I got, I was like, okay, this is gonna be uh my call, and we're we're gonna go with no goal.
0: That's I mean, that's hilarious.
1: Like that's yeah. yeah. Um So, I mean, obviously the worst part of that is not knowing that the broadcast had the patch in from the goal judge. And the goal judge is telling you one thing. I think one of my favorite goal judge related things was, uh, I think we were in Knoxville. um, And we had a play at the net, whatever. We go down. The goal light had come on, but we didn't see, like, we didn't have a goal. And kid ref in the game goes over and talks to the referee and he goes, well, I think it went in like, Oh, well, you just said, I think so. We're just going to yep. move on. Yep. Yeah. So then after the game, the coach is screaming and yelling at us. Cause I guess the goal judge went and told the coach that he told the referees that he thought it went in.
2: Oh no.
3: Yeah. Well, so it works you know, that meaning though.
1: Yep. The second someone says, I think, you know, in the goal judge thing, like how unreliable, right. Yeah. Like, especially when, we're working in some of these towns and it's just, Hey, do you want to be the gold judge tonight?
2: Yeah. All you got to do right. is press a button. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. People will cheer when you press that button.
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, did, did you ever go to any other camps? Um, besides USA hockey's, you know, regional national
1: Not I me. did. Ross did. Yeah. I did, I did Nassau and Guelph.
2: Oh, okay. All
1: right. With, uh, um, yeah.
2: So uh carrying on here I wanted to, uh, uh you guys are familiar with the phrase it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Permission, Dude that's yeah, like number one rule right. in the
0: military man.
2: That's number one rule and uh so uh you guys ever heard of the California referee school with Michelle Voyer? Of Voyager? course. Yeah. Man that that guy is amazing. I, um so I I I attended it for 3 years in a row and uh got to meet a lot of uh it's mainly the nhl guys that come and help out and run that run that camp and um yeah i uh, my first year there um come into the hotel lobby and then uh run into michelle and it's me and my buddy from up here willie moran you 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 met willie didn't you nat yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh <laughs> so we go up to the up to the room and then we got to meet dave jackson and i think shane hire was there and then uh you know michelle has a um the French accent. And what, one of the jokes of the whole, uh, that whole year, they were asking about well, a location of some, uh, place. And, um, <laughs> it was, where's the Fox hat. And they're like, what do you mean? Where's the Fox hat? And like, where's the Fox that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Where's> the, uh...
2: <laughs> and, uh, but I'll, I'll like, never forget, uh, uh, Mike Lego. Uh, he was there and, um, you say number, number three in the programs, number one in your hearts. Um, yep. He, uh, but th- they told all of us, you know, like, Hey, if you ever see us, you know, at a game and you guys want to say hi, like, you know, you know, as long as the game was pretty decent and there's no issues, like, yeah, we'll, we'll say hi to you guys. And, and as a young kid, you know, coming from Alaska and like, I'm like, what am, what are the odds I'm going to, you know, get to an NHL game, you know, I'm busy and th- we don't have that in Alaska. Right. But um, I, I, t- I took the uh, the invite to heart we'll say. And um so now fast forward, I'm in uh, out east with uh, what we were talking about, and I go to a, a game in D.C. for the Capitals. Got to see Ovechkin play. And uh, I'm, I, think, I think I'm think i with uh, Tom LaCour. We just did a, some junior game out there, and we went uh, to Verizon Center. And, uh, well, I'm, I'm watching the officials, and I recognize the referees. It's Shane Heyer and, and Don Van Massenhoven. And I don't know if you remember the – you remember when Don Van Massenhoven got hit in the face with a puck
1: Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. That was in Florida.
3: Yeah. It was a
2: pretty gnarly. I got to see the photo after the game. So, so I I see who's ref and I, I'm in the nosebleeds. Like I'm in the very top row (laughs) and I I go walking down there after the uh, intermission. There's probably like, I don't know, 15 minutes left in the third period. And there's a security guard standing at the door and I I hand him a note. I was like, Hey, uh, uh, could you give this to Shane when he comes off the ice? He's like, okay, sure, man. I go all the way back up to the nosebleeds and I'm watching the game game ends and the, the referees go to exit the ice and I see the security guy hand Shane hire the the note. And I, uh, Shane's a big guy. Shane's like, I don't know, six, six or something. He's six foot a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a
2: lot, but I see him open the note on the ice, read it, laugh and then put it back in his pocket. Well, period, period ends. And I get a, I get a, I get a text message and uh, uh, yeah, we'll see after the game. I'm like, okay, game ends. Uh, I get a phone call. I go down to the security guard and uh, they got uh, me and Tom got to go back and meet uh, him, Van Massenhoven and uh, Mark Shushik. And uh, I believe it was Derek Nansen. And uh, that's where I got to see that photo. Uh, Don carried it in his pocket. The the night he got hit in the face with a pocket. That when Shane Uh, was refing. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. And uh yeah, like uh, in my
1: head, I'm like, wait, you just mentioned
2: one referee and three linesmen. Oh, wait a second.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Refereeed for a little while. while. Yeah,
2: he he did. And uh man, it was uh they they were so cool and they like they they took the time uh just to talk to two young referees and then uh Shane obviously he knew me from uh California camp and um or California referee school and uh yeah it was it was an awesome experience and uh I didn't get to see ovechkin backstage but uh, uh it was cool hanging out with the the referees and then and then all four of them boom right after the game four different cities yep it was uh it was it was pretty awesome um another another time i'm in uh I'm in Florida your guy's is neck of the woods and um this is uh i got I end up going into Amalie arena and, oh Emily uh, yeah I'm, is that how you say it
1: yeah Emily Emily
2: and uh um i, I <laughs> again better to ask for
0: forgiveness uh, sort of permission yeah, right yeah. Yeah,
2: so, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. so i'm I'm late to the game right um I had I had something going on but I I walk through the uh like the player entrance right because where I had to park my car was like on the opposite end of the uh the side of the arena so I I go walking in and and security's right there do you have a ticket I'm like like uh, yeah and they're like okay, come on in. Like, like, instead of going all the way to the front and doing everything, they let me go in down there, which was, which is pretty awesome. And, um, uh, again, I, I, I go upstairs on why, and it was, they're playing Pittsburgh. So I got to see, uh, Stamkos and Crosby and it was, it was a pretty cool game, but, uh, the referee, uh, is Bill McCurry, okay. And so I'm like, oh, wow, this will be awesome. So I go back downstairs to security. I was like, Hey, um, you know, I, I'm one, of I'm a referee, I'm in, you know, this league or whatever, like, if, uh could you let Mr. McCurry know, uh, if he's got time, if he can come say hi, well, the game ends, and the security guard goes, yeah, I'll go tell him, well, I, I probably waited about 20 minutes after the game, and uh out walks Bill McCurry, and I was shocked, I, I didn't think he was gonna, any and he comes out, and he goes, are you Travis, I'm like, yep, and I'll never forget that man just a kid from Alaska and here I am you know watching these guys on TV and I and getting to talk with them and uh but he he he, uh took the time and we had a good conversation for about 10 minutes and then uh he's like well I I gotta get going I I actually have family in town for watching this game and we're going out to dinner and I was like well I just thanks for taking the time and just talking with me I I actually refereed uh or worked with his son who uh used to work out at Texas back in the day
1: yeah Mike Mike Yeah. yeah great guy
2: yeah Yeah, mike was fun to work with yeah um but yeah man it was uh just having those like idols like that that you that we all watch on tv and look up to and just having them take the time to you know just come and say hi to you i mean it means a lot to this young and -and up-and-coming officials and uh i'll never forget that and um yeah so you guys had uh carrie frazier on the uh, podcast how was that
1: Oh, that was, that was before Nat and I took, took over, so that would have oh. been uh, Brandon Bourgeois, who, uh, who had a bad one. Yeah, so, so um, unfortunately, I, I've never had the pleasure of meeting or talking to him. No, oh,
3: man.
0: I, 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 uh, I met Ryan a few times and uh, skated a game with Ryan, actually, believe it or not. But yeah, I met Ryan, but I never met his dad. I never so, met Carrie.
2: So uh, <clears throat> how are we doing on time?
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, we're good
0: yeah you guys are good (laughs) good. yeah
2: oh yeah we're fine so uh this is this is kind of a long one but i'll try to i'll try to wrap it all in here um so ryan was my instructor at uh national camp okay and uh you know everyone everyone knows who his dad is and uh um i ended up getting to meet uh carrie frazier and his wife kathy and 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 I mean phenomenal people just salt of the earth kind of people and they came to Alaska I'll, t- I'll tell you that here in a second we uh so I, I'm I'm working out out on the east coast and uh I was doing a junior game uh somewhere somewhere up in Massachusetts and uh, the game ends well the American League is in Springfield that night and me and the uh other referee we we go and we catch like the the tail end of the game well I see Ryan is reffing out there and I'm like oh I know Ryan, he was my instructor. So same thing. I go down yeah. to the security. I'm like, oh, I know the referee like well, comes off the ice and he sees me. He's like, Hey, give me five minutes and then uh, come on in. So, uh, go inside meet the guys. And, uh, Ryan, Ryan says to me, Hey, we're going to this place called the, uh, the salty dog. Have you, have you ever heard of that place?
1: <laughs> no. Oh my God. <laughs> Sounds like a good time.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. It was. Yeah. So I, <laughs> we walk into this place and uh every bar, you know, some bars have their thing and uh R- Ryan comes back and uh, he says, I got a surprise for you. Uh You got to go talk to the bartender. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So uh mistake. And I'm in a suit. I walk up to the bartender and she starts blowing a whistle and gets this paddle out. And Oh my God.
1: Oh boy.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it, I don't know he paid for some beverage or whatever. Anyway, you're supposed to take like, Three paddlings. I couldn't make it past two. It was
3: it,
2: <laughs> t- tiny bartender, big paddle, we'll say. So, yeah. uh, it was th- sore th- bum for a couple of days. Oh, man. It, it was, it was, uh, it was an experience, but, uh, uh, we all laughed about it afterwards. So, uh, now fast forward, I'm, I'm in Alaska and, uh, La- the hockey community is pretty small, right? Um, uh, yeah. and the refereeing community is even smaller. So, for all the young kids listening, uh, be careful uh, what you say and who you say it to. Cause uh, the walls are thin. Right. And uh, yeah. so I, I get a phone call and it's a, a local referee up here. And he says, Hey, I have a uh, Carlos Gomez on the phone. Uh, he's asking for your number. And that's Scott Gomez's dad, who you guys know mm-hmm. who Scott Gomez is Yep, uh, his his whole family. They're pretty awesome people, but uh, Carlos knew who I was through the officiating world reached out and he and he so he and I are on a phone call and he said um, hey uh Scott Gomez Foundation we're bringing up uh Carrie Fraser this year as a celebrity for their I think they do like a golf thing and then like a charity uh, auction or something but Carrie Fraser's the uh the guest and I was and he goes since you're one you know one of the referees up here uh, would you mind um uh or, or, or would you be interested in uh like showing him around for one day because we have one day that's not Booked out or scheduled, and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, we would love to do that." And uh, why not? Yeah, yeah. And so uh, as soon as that phone call ends, um, he goes, "Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him your number, and he'll call you." Before Carrie Fraser calls me, I call Ryan, and he goes, and he goes, "Yeah, I, I told my dad all about you, and he, he's uh he's excited to meet you, and uh and he'll be giving you a call soon." So uh, it really meant a lot to me, and. Um, so anyway, uh, the next day I get a phone call and I'm at work and I tell my boss, I'm like, Hey, I need, I need, I need, I need a minute. I'm going to take 15, <laughs> 20, 30 minutes to go talk to this guy. So I got to have a nice conversation with, uh, carry on the phone. And, uh, and then we, we set everything up. So I got all the local guys up here and, uh, we, uh, mm-hmm. decided to put together, um, uh, a nice little barbecue, Alaskan style. And okay. so, uh, Gary um, and his wife, uh, and my buddies, um, uh, uh, Steve lines, Kyle Embley, his wife, Jesse, uh, Brent Johnson, um, uh, couple of Josh Ellis. Uh, you guys need to get him on the podcast if you get it. If you can, he, he was, uh, another Alaskan guy, good dude. Um, so we, uh, we're driving out to this place. It's in Eagle river, Alaska, and my buddy Steve Klein's house. And, uh, we have, uh, another guy who I, uh, I will not name, um, just happened to be in Alaska at the same time. And he, he called me and I'm like, dude, we're going to this barbecue and we're, we're hosting Carrie Frazier. He's like, BS, you are not. And, uh, long story short, uh, he hops in the car with us. Well, on the way out to this, it's, it's about a 15 minute drive from Anchorage. He's in complete shock that Carrie Frazier's in the car and he, <laughs> and he, and he's also a Canadian. So he calls a friend from Canada and, uh, gets him on the phone and, and man, I tell you what, Kerry Frazier, uh, what, what a uh, trooper he, uh, the, the guy had a few too many pops. So Kerry was, <laughs> you know,
3: like,
2: but man, the conversation on the phone on the way out there between uh, him and the, whoever his buddy was on the phone, it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty hilarious. But then, That's then we amazing. get out there. I mean, it was just, it was such a good time. And then, uh, uh, the guy that ended up making the phone call tried calling other people. And, uh, we were like, no, Kerry doesn't want to talk on the phone all night and, we had to put that guy in a cab and get him out of there but um uh just all around good good person man and uh it was such a good experience and then you know to obviously to have his uh, son be uh instructor at national camp and then to finally meet uh Carrie, it was it was awesome like uh, that's n- n- another uh good thing about alaska right
0: <laughs> Oh, yeah absolutely Dude, it's funny um, you mentioned steve glines ah, man that's a name i haven't heard in a long time he was my uh he and legend. Butch- yeah, dude, he and Butch and Chewy were my um were my regional camp instructors. That was a, that was a good year. But man, yeah. Steve Steve Glines, it's funny a lot of people don't know. So Steve Glines, right? So not only did he jump out of like airplanes doing the, the firefighting thing, um but he also like was an amateur filmmaker. I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen his movie. Oh dude, I yeah. Have. I mean I've got a degree in theater, so it's funny, but yeah, like uh, Nate Sawyer. I, I, I remember, I've got that yep. VHS sitting around oh, here you do? somewhere. Oh, yeah, dude, I've got it somewhere.
2: Nate um, Sawyer, Chuck hockey player. Yep. So, yep. I actually, uh, cause it's like a, it's like a legend. We have a cult following up here with that. And, uh, I actually, when I was working, uh, I went to Boise for the steelheads, ECHL. Yeah. And where he filmed that is over in, uh, Idaho city. Okay. And I actually took a drive over there and made a little video and sent it back to him. It was, Oh man, Glines is a beauty, man. Like, dude, dude.
0: I'll have to. Ross, you gotta. I don't know if he's got it digitally, or you'd have to find a VHS player to play this thing. But yeah, it had a yellow, like, he even had a custom, had a yellow uh VHS tape, right? Like, (laughs) (laughs) no, dude, oh man,
2: yeah, he was uh, oh man, (laughs) yeah, a lot lot of good things to say about him,
0: yeah, great guy, (laughs) great guy, awesome, Yeah.
2: yeah, I I was in uh, I was in Boise, uh. What a beautiful setup. And they're they're actually in the finals right now against two guys are. Florida, playing right? in
1: Florida. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to the game on Friday. Well, that'll be right fun. I think I'm going to go down. Though so I might have, I don't know if I should go and keep my beard or uh shave it off cuz <laughs> That's going up funny. on a lead pass in a suit and a beard be a little interesting. Hey,
2: hey, your playoff beard. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Boise one night. And uh, did you ever make it over there?
0: So, no. no, I didn't get that far west. Oh, holy man, like, crap! Hang on, I just got, I've I just got, a, we got to pa- but... Hang on, we got to pause right here. Uh-oh. Nate Sawyerchuk, hockey player, is on, is is on it. The, full 25 minute movie is on YouTube.
3: Is oh, it perfect?
0: Oh man. All right. So
1: I guess that's our plug for everybody on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right. You need to
0: go, you need to go watch Nick Chuck, hockey player. We'll, on... uh,
1: we'll put there the is... link to that video in the description. <laughs>
0: Dude. It's, oh. oh man.
2: Oh, that, what a classic. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> what, what, uh, one of the best Sorry. setups in the, in the entire league is, is, is Boise, man. Like, I've i 've heard nothing
1: but good things about the bar out there uh hump
2: and Hannah's and they actually yeah. just got a good uh, letter from uh the bosses at the echL uh um for the for their hospitality towards the officials I mean there's yeah. they actually have a reserve table yep and, and like an autograph signed jersey um above it and everything and yeah I mean it's a place where you can go relax and there's you know generally no issues so um yeah, yeah I'm, I'm
1: i've heard a few stories from ryan murphy about that place
2: oh murph oh i gotta
1: <laughs> tell you about the wedding
2: <laughs> oh, it's, it's all gonna come full circle i hope uh, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm in boise one night working a game and uh uh you guys all know mike pierce right yep oh man what a beauty uh i'm working with a uh, scotty debaugh uh local legend there in uh in boise and um uh, and uh some guy from the steelheads like marketing thing they come down with piercey and they're like all right uh we we got a gopro and we're gonna stick it on one of your guys helmets i think <laughs> i think the referee was actually Ryan right. murphy he's like not mine and then scott debaugh is like he looks at me and goes, i'm the veteran i ain't wearing that thing <laughs> so obviously i i'm on the uh low man well, on the totem pole here yeah like, that, I gotta that wear must it. have
1: been when gopros first came out then
2: Oh man. I, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they, they stick this helmet cam on me and it was, it was, it was a little like, you know, heavy, like they had, it, they had it mounted kind of forward. So my head was like, you know, I could definitely <laughs> feel the weight on it. And, and normally like I had a pretty good, uh, communication relationship with the players in that league. And, uh, nobody would talk to me that game. I had this guy come up to me and, uh, we're on a face-off. He's like, what's that? I was like, Oh, it's some promo they're doing for a commercial, um, they're having me wear this GoPro. He goes, I think I can hit it off your head. I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, man, I, I think that's a pretty big fine. If you break it. And he goes, I can afford that. <laughs> I was like, just don't hit me in the face. Please. It's
0: like, it's like, I can't afford it. So. yeah.
2: Like- can- <laughs> oh man. Uh, all the wedding. Ugh. We're going to, we're going to time warp to a uh, Murph's wedding. Oh. Um, Oh boy. <laughs> so, uh, Mur- Murph and I worked, uh, quite a bit. Um, and you know, he, he's a good dude, man. Like he'd come love to him. Alaska and man, he, me, uh, him and Glinesy He had a lot of fun up here and, uh, he's
1: a great supervisor for us down here. Oh,
2: is he supervising awesome.
1: now? Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I haven't, uh, he, he lives down in Fort Myers. So he's, okay. uh, he's our frequent flyer supervisor. And he, it's so funny. Like, every time there's a new referee that comes through he tell like i mean he tells everybody a lot of the same stuff and it's like well i like you work the
2: game and you're like yeah i already know what murph's going to tell him <laughs> <laughs> yeah he he's awesome so uh so i get invited to his wedding and um uh, uh and i'm i'm coming in solo uh, all the way from alaska and um uh, we, uh we get there and then the table that he has me sitting at is all these referees and they're all like NHL referees I, I mean I think it was I think it was uh Johnny Bear, Geezer a bear Matt yeah. McPherson and uh I think it was Ryan Daisy and uh, and then me okay. <laughs> and, uh,
0: <laughs> so you're like
2: uh... yeah I'm like hey guys what's up well yeah Johnny man I I, I worked with Johnny and the Johnny bear in the in the coast and man what a f- what an awesome guy that guy was. I mean, he, he, uh, he came up for a series um, and uh, I think he had a Wednesday, Thursday off Friday, Saturday. Well, on Thursday, I mean, I, you know, I got a day job and a, and a you know, night job. Um, and uh, a guy actually came and, and watched me work a game, uh, a youth hockey game and um, kind of hung out with me the whole day there. And then uh, uh, he, he ended up meeting my mom at her work we had to stop by uh I had to stop by and say mm-hmm. hi to her and uh my mom took like four years of French in high school and so they were kind of ch- chatting back and forth <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny but man, John, <laughs> Johnny's a good dude man like um so I get sat there and then Murph gives me a shout out for he's like who came the furthest he goes oh that guy right there from Alaska <laughs> and uh I, I and at that place I ended up meeting um uh Mr. Jim Doyle okay yeah and his daughter megan and then the following year i end up going uh or no i'm sorry two years later i go to nationals in uh in philadelphia and i didn't know uh but mr doyle was a supervisor there and uh um came into the came into the room after uh after my first game and uh told me he goes uh or at the wedding he first said you know it was finally nice to meet because i'd never met him before until the wedding uh, and he and he said it was uh nice to put a name to a face and and you know thanks for taking care of all the guys that come up to alaska and then when i was in philly uh after working the first first night he comes up to me and goes I, I think he got a good shot for monday and i was like oh crap here we go <laughs> like not, nothing like putting some pressure on me um <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was a that was a good uh, tournament up there. But yeah, the the wedding at, at Murph, I mean, what, a lot of great people and, uh, um, man, that, that was that was probably one of the most uh, fun weddings I've been to in a long, long time. Dude, that's oh, awesome. That's good, awesome. G- good. Uh, it, I mean, and just just from hockey, right? Just just meeting, I th- I think a lot of his uh, uh, people at the wedding were all like hockey related in in some aspect, and it was it was pretty awesome. Um, yep. Yeah, but I yeah, went to it, it,
1: uh, a buddy of mine's wedding uh, during the season back in October, and it was funny. There was a family table. There was, like, his family. There was his wife's family, and then there were all the degenerates.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that was the same thing. It that was, was all, my, that was all my the wedding. We had
1: the, hockey referees. Yeah,
0: we had the <laughs> hockey referee table. I mean, we got married in Phoenix, and we still had, you know, had a bunch of people come out and just had the degenerate hockey table, you know, <laughs> hockey referee table. It
1: just goes to show you, like, how – the the friendships and the lifelong ex- like just awesomeness that this community is like yeah. you can go anywhere you know somebody or you know someone who knows someone like
2: Absolutely. being able to
1: drop a note to the guys working a you know a game in the show getting to hang out with them like the whole thing like this uh this profession that we have chosen to do and, and how great it can be
2: yeah i mean it's uh um, yeah, the friendships. Um, and like you just said, I mean, you can, if you were, if we were fortunate enough to get to travel and, and cross paths with these people, you can literally drop a line to most places in the country and probably even Canada and man, they'll give you a place to stay and, uh, and just, you know, just to hang out with you. Cause you know, life yeah. on the road, especially on the referee side, uh, linesmen as well, but, uh, it's a lonely life. You know, you're, you're going from city to city and you don't, you might not know somebody in that particular city but when you get to a place uh, that you do I mean it's nice to um i guess not be alone and go hang out and yep. just kind yeah. of you know, decompress after the game and and be with be with uh friends right so yeah. um yeah uh n- another another game uh, and this is uh, uh Keith Caval. uh yeah.
0: love Cavs
2: yeah you want to talk about a good teammate man um so I'm I'm in Alaska and, uh, had a pretty bad shoulder injury. I dislocated my shoulder on the ice and, uh, play still live. Nobody knows what happens. And, uh, I stepped into the, uh, the ACEs, uh, uh, player bench. And I, I tell the trainer, I'm like, Hey man, my, sh- my shoulder's out. Well, he grabs my shoulder and pops it back in place, like right wow. on the bench. And I'm thinking like, oh, okay, I'm good to go. I step back out on the ice and a couple seconds later, we have a stoppage in play and uh, you want to talk about awareness and uh, knowing where your partners are and just the game. Uh, Keith, man, he's one of the best and uh, uh, he comes skating over. Like, so goalie covered the puck plays down low. My partner goes and grabs it. You know, Keith's supposed to be doing a line change, but he, instead he comes over to me and he goes, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm good. He goes, no, nah. he goes, I saw you go into the, the bench are you okay? And I was like, I, and you know, man, hockey players or, or even referees, like uh, w- we think we're tough and, or at least we try to be tough. Right. And um, nobody wants to leave a game unless you absolutely have to. And as yeah. I told him, I, I was like, Keith, man, I, I, I dislocated my shoulder, but it's cool, man. The, the trainer put it back in. I'm good to go. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, no, man, I, I, I know you want to finish this game, but um, we we got to think about, you know, everything, right? Safety of the players. Uh, you don't want to get hurt worse. And uh, uh, I didn't want to hear it at the, at the time, but it, he he made the right call and uh, uh, I had to leave, leave the game. And luckily here in Anchorage, we had quite a bit of um, standby officials that were ready to jump on whenever. And um, I think they played maybe two minutes of uh, one and one. Okay. Uh, but yeah, then, then, you know, a few weeks later I was in surgery for the, uh, for the injury, but uh, holy, yeah. Good, good That's looking no out, fun. Keith. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. No joke. Can you imagine right with a dislocated shoulder, like freshly popped in dislocated shoulder, you got to reach in in between two guys who are swinging like that oh, would no. not have worked. Right. That
2: would not no, have worked. It, and, and, you know, it, it was, it's a stubbornness, right. You get, you get hurt and, and you don't think you're hurt or, or you mm-hmm. want to finish the game. Like, you know, we watch uh, NHL Facts. players all the time. they, they get injured and, and we're like, Oh, uh, that would have, that would have ended a soccer player's career, but 75 stitches to the face and they come back. It's like, you yep. know, they're, they're just tough. But, uh, I mean, if you, if you, if you're able to come back, obviously do it, but I know in the, in this case, you're right. Like it, if I'd had to, you know, break up a fight or, or something, I, I could have got hurt or, or a player could have got hurt because I couldn't do my job. So it was definitely the right call. And, um, but yeah, that's just a good teammate looking out for, um, obviously, recognizing what happened. Like, I didn't think anybody saw the play. So, um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so well, I gotta, that's,
1: that's you know, someone like Cavs, right? They got eyes everywhere. They know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Well connected. Exactly.
2: I got a, do you guys ever work with Kenny Anderson? Of course. Yeah. Let's oh, say, my yeah, God. Ross knows Kenny. Yeah. You, you guys might have to use the edit button on this one um <laughs> uh well then we'll, we'll just go ahead and skip <laughs> yeah, yeah it's it's not that bad uh you you can pick and choose what, what you so kenny's a great dude um we're we're in anchorage one night and uh uh we go out and um kenny's got a big smile man he, he's a he's a happy kid and oh
1: uh, doesn't he ever
2: yeah and so we're at this local watering hole and um we're sitting at, <laughs> next to each other and uh, this real uh, attractive girl uh, walks by and Kenny says something to her and she ignores him and he's like, that's weird. And she went to the bathroom and, and Kenny's talking to me and I'm, I'm like, I eh, don't worry about it. Maybe she didn't hear you. You know, I just, it was loud, whatever. Well, she comes out of the bathroom. And so Kenny kind of turns around and gets her attention. Hey, how are you doing? And now this girl doesn't see me, and I know who it is. And she starts signing to Kenny,
3: uh-huh. and
2: and I'm looking at her and I'm like, what is going on right now? And so Kenny, being the awesome, kind-hearted soul that he is, he's like, oh my god, I I had no idea that you know you. He goes, I only know these, and and he starts doing like the limited uh, sign language that he knows. And in my head, I'm like, man, this is an ASL. This is some BSL. Cause I know that girl can talk. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 this goes on. This goes on for about two minutes. And finally I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta put a stop this. And I lean kind of back and I looked over and I, I, I won't, I won't name any names, but I said, Hey, and she looks at me and she goes, Oh my God, Travis. So good to see you. <laughs> She gives me a big hug and I'm staring at Kenny and the look on his face was just complete. Like what just happened? And, uh, Oh my God. I tell that story to this day and, and I'm sure Kenny tells it too, but she, she finally leaves at the table and, and the, the big smile on Kenny's face wasn't there for, <laughs> for, for several minutes after that. But, um, Oh, man, that's oh great. my, Oh my God. What a, Oh, only in Alaska, man. Sorry, sorry, oh, Kenny. Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I think oh, that's a
0: yeah. I think that's I,
1: a good you know, one to call it on there. Yeah, like, I'm about to say as point. much
0: as I want to keep going and keep talking. I think
1: we might, you know, we we've uh, mentioned part twos to a couple of our guests, but uh obviously, I think I think we're gonna have to give Travis a part two with all of his travels and stories, oh, man.
0: Hey, what, we I, need, what we need to do is have you on with a couple <laughs> other guys who are doing a part two, so it can be more. Yeah. Hey, but i has got their time to shine. And do a round. I told
2: table. you, I I wrote I wrote down some some things here, and I I'm about halfway. So, uh, <laughs> oh I'm my God,
1: than, yeah, no,
0: I'm more <laughs> than happy to come back, back for a part
2: two. Um, I'm definitely
0: gonna have to have you back.
2: I, I got one more quick one if you guys got a okay. second. Sure. So, yep, one more quick one. Let's go. And then this will kind of segue into if if we get to do a part two <laughs> in the future. So my yeah. I had a part time job. Uh, I worked as a, a we called it a doorman at a bar up here. Uh, the same time I was working for uh, the pro hockey and you guys ever watch Seinfeld?
3: Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: You remember the episode? <laughs> it's not like I come down to your work and heckle you.
3: Yeah, yep. yep. Well, yep.
2: well that happened to me. And uh, so I'm, I'm working the, the back door uh, one night and these two uh, fans came in and, and the game was pretty, uh, uh, Anyway, I, I might've missed an offside. Well, oh so you
1: worked the game and then you had to go moonlight as the security guard yeah
2: multiple nights multiple nights yeah especially the uh uh, i'm sorry the the weeknight game so if there was a game on wednesday thursday and sometimes friday i had to go cover right so um so these two fans come walking in and uh he this this guy starts giving it to me oh you're, you're the linesman tonight that was a terrible call and and uh i'm like listen, man, like that was a game. Um, he wasn't cussing and swearing. I was like, look, man, I I could kick you out, but um, I would rather keep you in here. So you keep drinking and I get paid to listen to you complain about me. And uh, <laughs> and that kind of ended nice. the conversation. Him and his buddy went to the bar and they didn't, uh, uh, they didn't bother me the rest of the night, but um, yeah, it just, you know, it is what it is. The fans, they get the, yell at us True. I guess on the ice and off the ice sometimes so <laughs> but yeah there, there, there's more uh like I said I, I got about halfway through the stuff I, I wrote down but uh <laughs> oh I had, my had some fun it was, it was good talking with you Nat and Ross I mean uh I dude. really appreciate you having me on and yeah, yeah let me know whenever you want to do round two we can uh finish out the rest of it and, and maybe even get uh I don't know some Nate Sawyer truck going <laughs>
0: yeah dude absolutely man well it was awesome having you on dude like it's been it's, it's just you like like you were saying earlier it's all about the friendships and all and and having seen each other in years and, and just pick right back up
2: so yeah yeah it's yeah, definitely absolutely. awesome it's it's a it's an awesome brotherhood to be a part of cool
0: sweet Ain't that the damn truth well i got nothing more ross you want to take <laughs> us out
1: <laughs> um yeah well awesome having you on travis pleasure to finally like kind of meet you face to face yeah yeah (laughs) um obviously over the years like i've heard your name plenty of times and nothing but good things obviously so uh we appreciate you coming on definitely definitely gonna have to finish off the rest of the list i just (laughs) i think we're we're at like an hour and a half at this point so i'm sure people are pretty much ready to hit the the play next uh episode of spit and tricklets button
2: (laughs) oh yeah they gotta go over to biz yeah, they gotta got go to go listen to this.
1: So cool. I think with that, we'll go ahead and close it out. Um, in our next episode, we are focusing back on the summer camps. We're going to be recording and talking to the uh, Jay Shars referee school next week. Nat and I are taking care of that. Um, and then uh, I think we're going to try to reach out to a few more summer camps to have on for those of you guys that are uh, trying to figure out what referee summer camp you want to attend. So, with that, we will catch you guys on the next episode of the Team Stripes Podcast.
2: See you. Awesome. Thank you.
0: This episode brought to you by Team Stripes Academy. Learn from some of the top officials in the world. Start today at TeamStripesAcademy.com. You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast, the podcast for hockey referees. Each show, we discuss the world of officiating and find out that not everything is in black and white.